this is an important FOCAC. There's been a number of preceding FOCACs over the, over the years. Um, and I think particularly important one for South Africa, seeing as uh, parts of sub-Saharan Africa are no longer looking as good as they were before the end of the supercycle commodity uh, kind of dropout. Um, so I think the objectives are always to strengthen ties and the usual diplomacy and, uh, and, and relationship building that it's always done. But what's been interesting with this FOCAC so far is to see how um, we've gone beyond talking to a lot more investment, a lot more deal structuring, um, and a lot more alignment to um, utilizing the, the Chinese currency. Uh, and I think that's quite interesting, where the Chinese are pushing very hard. Um, their currency has recently just been accepted into the SDR basket, which uh, some analysts will say is not a big deal, but ultimately over a long period I think it is, and I think it bodes well for China. So it's been a nice transition, this FOCAC, from one where there's a lot of talking to one where there's actually a lot of deal structuring happening. Um, we have to then have the debate, I suppose, of who, in which favor are these deals, in South Africa or African countries or the Chinese? Mm-hmm. Now, over the past few years, we've seen China um, establish themselves in, into a lot of African countries, and they've done this in, in a lot of different ways um, via investing and, and, and giving the countries access to building their infrastructure. Now, as much as you say this part, this forecast is, is going to be different from the rest, what, what, what kind of deals do you see coming out in terms of them being mutually beneficial to both parties? Well, I think at the moment, uh, you know, uh, with, a, with a growth of economy, if you look at South Africa, if you look at Zambia, the Quach has just taken a massive knock by 40%. Uh, you look at some of the oil-based economies that are not such good shape, obviously, since the oil price has dropped. You know, the argument could always be made, well, it doesn't matter what deal we do, it's going to advantage you because, you know, your economy only grew by 0.7% in two and a quarter. Um, and so you need all the help you can get. That's the one side of it. The other side of it over a longer-term view, as opposed to a kind of quarterly or yearly view, um, is, you know, the countries that are going to win um, and position position themselves well with China are going to be the countries that are strategic in choosing industries that they want to compete in internally themselves, and they'll keep the Chinese out, and which industries do they want the Chinese to come in and boost the economy. Mm -hmm. I think all too often we're seeing blanket policies, blanket statements, um, as opposed to being strategic and thinking these are restricted industries, no thanks, Chinese can't come, um, but these are open industries, yes, please come. Now, the Chinese do that exact thing. They've got a list, it, it's, it's categorization, four categories, all ranging from prohibited through to open access, and um, they do that very specifically in terms of what clusters they want to develop in the economy, what inputs and outputs uh, are already existing in the economy, and where can they go and compete internationally. So... In a nutshell, it's really twofold. It's around the deals, and it's really around the currency. I think the currency is, a, is something that not many people cover, but has great important ramifications in terms of facilitating trade um, and, and basically positioning, positioning countries uh, towards China. In as, in as far as this actual conference, we know it's being held at the Centen Convention Center in Johannesburg. Um, how far north do you see the implications of, of these, the, these, um, the conference going in terms of spreading into Africa? I think it's still very much uh, sub-Saharan Africa focused. Um, I think uh, Northern Africa is being pulled into the Middle Eastern conflict that's been going on really since the, the Tunisia uprising, the, uh, the, the crisis in there and in Egypt, uh, and that we're just seeing that kind of playing out. Uh, so it's still very volatile, but you know, the Chinese 
will, will, will bundle that into the Middle East. Um, they certainly are interested in the one belt, one road policy. So areas like uh, East Africa are going to benefit hugely uh, over the next 20 years, 15 years, with uh, China having direct links and, and trade routes, maritime routes, and, and uh, into Nairobi, effectively. Um, whereas in South Africa, we don't, we don't hit that. So, and they're already very heavily involved with DRC. So most of the action is, is south of the Sahara. Um, and it's also because that's where, you know, a lot of the hydrocarbons and minerals are, and that's where the Chinese have been interested in the past. But that's, that's changing. They're, they're changing direction now. Now, if you could look into your crystal ball and um, post the summit on Saturday, what, what, what do you think are the major, what will be the major highlights of, of this conference? I think um, uh, a big push on credit lending. So um, basically uh, many countries starting to, loan money in denominations of local Chinese currency. Uh, I think that's going to be a, a, a big shift to what's happened in the past, uh, where it's been more on the deals, there could have been infrastructure deals, etc. But I think this, this idea of RMB, um, the RMB, uh, starting to be used by African countries for, for trade and setting prices um, is going to be a big thing, and I think that's going to continue. Um, and then I think, you know, going beyond the talking and doing some real deals, um, particularly in the energy sector. I think that's where we're going to see a lot of stuff, um, uh, renewables in particular. Um, and I think the reason for that is ultimately, you know, these relationships are being built for bigger things. And, uh, you know, our nuclear program in South Africa, hydro dam programs and other nuclear and thermal programs in, in sub-Saharan Africa, China's really positioning itself quite nicely to win those tenders as they come up over the next five and ten years. Who do you see as the biggest winners after the conference? <laughs> well, again, I think China's very strategic. I think it will ultimately uh, come out on top. Um, but I do believe some African countries, um, if they position themselves well, uh, will also come out uh, on top. Um, it depends how they structure their deals and what they decide they want the Chinese to do and what they want to do. Um, but the way in which they decide that is critical um, for their success. Uh, blanket statements, blanket policy just doesn't work.